0: The need is out there and people are getting a little more comfortable saying, okay, well, I need to do something because I did nothing the last year and I've gained this amount of weight, which is a lot of people. And there's no shame in that. We all had to cope the way we needed to. So if you worked out some, great. If you do not work out at all, guess what? Start now. It's fine. <sighs>
1: Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky, I'm your host. It's so wonderful to have you with us today. Now, I just take a second of pause to um, provide some feedback about your feedback. It's just wonderful, it's warm. Um, Keep it coming, absolutely love it. Now, I hope you're um, fit and healthy no matter where you are in this big wide world of ours. And it's relevant that I mention that because on today's show, I'm with the wonderful Joni Fay from JFay Fitness. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: No, it's absolutely my pleasure. We are just uh, touching momentarily on the pandemic, and obviously we're going to take a deep dive uh, into that, Joni. But um, first of all, for everybody who was on the show with us, if you don't know much about Joni at the moment, by the end of the show, you will. She is a personal trainer, and we're going to be talking about, uh, talking about what it's like to start a business during the pandemic and how to pivot in the fitness industry. But before we do any of that, Joni, I'd love to uh, learn a bit more about you. And I often start off by asking, where are you located?
0: Sure. I am located in uh, Virginia, in Herndon. Uh, it's within Fairfax County, Virginia. It's one of the, the largest counties in the state and the country, actually.
1: What do you have as a landmark? What, what might people know?
0: Um, just about half an hour, 45 minutes from D.C.,
1: so, oh, yes, of course.
0: Pretty, pretty close to the capital.
1: Fantastic. Well, it doesn't get much closer to the centre of the earth there, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, um, um, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you personally in terms of um, your hobbies and your sports. I know you're right into fitness, but do you have any other hobbies outside of the fitness industry?
0: Um, I'd say, you know, uh, love for animals. Uh, my husband and I uh, recently adopted our second uh, rescue dog. So we have two rescue dogs Beautiful. now, um, one we got a couple of years ago, and then one just about a month ago.
1: <laughs> are, they, are they like, uh, what types of dogs? Is there any one in particular, given that they're um, rescues?
0: yeah it's what typically with the rescues it's really they kind of guesstimate what the breed is, um but <laughs> there's no way no for sure unless you do one of those little fun doggy DNA uh, yes. swab tests yes um but so one of them is is uh the first one we got is like more of a terrier chihuahua mix, and then the second one we got is more of like a terrier chihuahua (laughs) dachshund mix because she's like (laughs) tiny and long (laughs) it's it's quite comical
1: (laughs) uh, as long as they're loving you've got a beautiful temperament do you take them for walks
0: yeah oh yeah it's it's a ritual with us um at least two a day um two long walks sometimes three um because we have great neighborhoods full of other you know uh animal lovers so you see dogs and cats all over the place um so yeah it's it's kind of critical to keep their temperament you know, good with dogs to get them on those walks,
1: yeah, so um when you were growing up, do you remember anything about your childhood? I often like to ask do you do you have one fond memory as a child growing up
0: um wow yeah um i've I have a few, but um, I'd say one of my most fond ones actually goes back to when i was I was only three and I was real little, and I got my first dog, and I think that's kind of what sparked the interest yep. um and it just parents put it like in a box for all of a second, you know with with holes, of of course. (laughs) And they said, open it up. And the dog just kind of popped out on its hind legs. And it, it, it was a little black and brown terrier, but to me, being so little, it looked like a bear. So I called it <laughs> a bear, and then that just kind of stuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Now, this is all a matter of context. i love to learn a bit about the people who are on the show because there's there's, there's business and then there's people. i love to get a balance between the both of those two things. So thank you so very much. Now, um, as a child, did, were you a reader? Did you enjoy stories and things like that?
0: Yeah, um, it was pretty well, um, you know, pushed. On the uh, elementary school side, like book challenges and stuff, which kind of, if you didn't enjoy it at first, it kind of pushed you in that direction to enjoy it more. So I loved reading all kinds of fun, you know, kid books and teenage drama kind of things. um, And then kind of just pushed me into similar like movies and and shows that I would like
1: well that's interesting so I'm a big fan of movies not so much Netflix I like to actually go to the cinemas but given the constraints at the moment that we're all going through um do you enjoy movies and what types of movies do you enjoy at the moment
0: um at the moment I would say I really push myself to watch more um comedies or rom-coms you know chick flick ones just because they're lighthearted and they make you laugh um I, I'm not at all for like the drama or the heavy like the deep stuff. violent ones because yeah the, there's too much like negative stuff on the news right now uh, yeah you don't to need, need to look too like far
1: that. yeah absolutely yeah. I, love the, I love the fact that you're focusing on on the light-hearted stuff because like you say there's just you just don't have to look too far to see the negative in the world and I think what you're doing with your business is absolutely fantastic we're going to pivot to that in the moment um, I wonder do you, are you do you like the Olympics and what do you think about uh, the upcoming Summer Olympics do you think it's going to go ahead
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's going to move forward. The, you know, they're getting really strict. I heard on the spectator part and no one, um, from outside can, you know, no travelers can come into the country, um, and, and watch it. And I totally get that. I mean, I'm shocked that that, they're allowing spectators at all, but they're keeping it really tight. And I think that's smart because these athletes, you know, just work so hard. So it's nice that they'll get a chance to, to compete.
1: Now um do you follow any particular athletes do you get your inspiration from anyone in particular who do you who do you follow who who's standing out for you at the moment
0: Um they yeah, don't I'll need to be an, there's they, so many
1: Yeah, they don't need yeah. to be an Olympian just in general
0: Yeah, cuz you know it's just cool to watch the Olympics but I don't there's no one that um yeah. in that arena that I can pick off hand um, but I'd say like who my inspiration actually comes from um purchasing one of the peloton bikes and the instructors that are behind that they're kind of just powerhouse olympian you know level in some ways um in what they do and and how they inspire people so that's kind of where i drew from early on
1: yeah because you have a a long history with um indoor cycling classes don't you tell us a little bit about that
0: yeah i do that was kind of the start of, of all of it um i was running to As part of my cardio, my workouts at the time years ago were a mix of Running and then working with kettlebells for the strength side when Mm -hmm. we were in a a tiny condo and, you know, limited on space and went down to the gym and and did that. And it got to the point where I'd never really, I liked the kettlebells. I like the strength side a lot, but the cardio, I was struggling to find what I liked and I hated running. I did it just to check the box, honestly. (laughs) And I make the best playlist in the world and it still was just a suffer through all of it. And then it started to kind of just take its toll on my knees and my joints more. And I just said, you know, I don't know that I built for this. I really want to find something low impact and discovered the spin bike and at the time i was pretty you know always been pretty introverted and so i went with the at-home peloton bike route so i you know if i'm embarrassed i'm in the comfort of my own home and um i just immediately took to it it was just it just became like a healthy addiction and i loved it and i was just ride after ride building up 100 rides 200 rides and then finally i had friends and family say hey you know why don't why don't you think of teaching this like just a side hustle yeah. and fun you know at a gym or one of those boutique studios you have a you know teaching background you love the fitness side of life like why don't you try it out and I just kept pushing it away and then I <laughs> remember vividly hitting 500 rides and I was like I never thought I'd hit 50 rides or 100 then now I'm hitting 500 you know I'm just gonna take the plunge sign up for it. the certification and if I'm horrible at it and whatever. So I, I did it and then I got certified and then you have to, you know, audition to get a spot somewhere, whether it's at a gym or a boutique studio, which is terrifying. Um, <laughs> but I, I did it. I auditioned, I got hired and then, you know, fast forward and I ended up going from being a sub and just picking up classes that need to get covered and then got my own regular weekly class. And it just, the love for that, it, it, just, it just became amazing. And the people, you know, are just so great. You see the same faces every week and then new ones here and there. It just yep. becomes a community. And that's when I said, oh, I got I to, gotta, this needs to be a full-time gig, but you know, how am I going to make my mark in the fitness industry? And then that's when I went to get certified as a personal trainer because I, at the time, was in a completely different career field for years and I just could have kept doing that and going through the motions and being good at it, but not being happy. And I was like, this is my world. I love this. I have to, I need to do this full-time. And so that just, I just decided to pivot later in life you know in my 30s yep. but i said screw it i'm not i don't want to do this job that i'm doing for another 20 30 years so, oh yeah you know i'm just i'm just going to be going through the motions and not really enjoying life at all
1: see i take a couple of things away from this is that if you step up to the plate and you give it a go you never know how much you can actually achieve so that's inspirational um you, you're motivated and you know you 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 just try things because life is a one-shot deal isn't it
0: yeah exactly
1: and another thing that i love is that uh, we have uh, part of the tour de france come through um, McLaren Vale in in south australia occasionally at least when they were doing that and i went and watched them and it takes a certain breed of individual to do what they do what does it take for for you to um uh, get, get up in the morning stay motivated and what does a typical day look like for you at the moment journey
0: um. You know, typical day is you know, I get up pretty early and I try to get my workout in first thing because in yeah. the rest of the day can just be a mix of you know different schedules each day depending on which clients I have. Um, and you know then it's a matter of taking care of the dogs and then my day of work starts going. And if I don't have a client right away, then I work on programming and other business plans. Um, and then, then I you know once I gear up and start getting clients here, my virtual sessions I do for some clients I have at a distance. Yep. Um, then it's just, you know, kind of nonstop until, you know, bedtime, a few breaks here and there, yep, you know, yep. but um,
1: that's, that's, generally it. that's
0: pretty much my day. So I make sure to, get my stuff that I need to take care of for my health and fitness done early and the motivation really comes from my clients and you know my friends and having my spin class that I was doing um because it's like you know I know these people are hustling and they're working hard so I gotta show up even on the days where it's it's a struggle yeah
1: (laughs) and we do have those where as long as you're a human you have two feet heartbeat you're susceptible to those days where you just want to pull the covers over your head aren't you
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, in terms of um, uh, your your business, how did that come about? I know you've talked about it a little bit. I was wondering if you could just expand on that conversation and and tell us a bit about you know when you decided to put some you know a physical location in place and you know what was that whole process like for you?
0: Sure, um, you know, it was accelerated unfortunately by the pandemic. Um, I was working as a trainer in a big box gym and several clients and, you know, was gaining just so much experience there and, and was just happy to be there and could have been there for years. Yeah. Um, but when the pandemic happened, it would just, everything came to a halt. And then when the gyms closed, you know, I retained um, some of those clients virtually, but most of them just, you know, said, I, ca- I can't do anything right. I need a break mentally. I'm just shot. And I get it. So like, yep. no judgment. Everyone's got to handle it their own way. So mm-hmm. I went from a full roster to almost no roster. And then I started, I got some referrals from clients from uh, friends I have, that, you know, chiropractors or just friends and family out there. And so I started to build up some clients of my own. Um, and as I'm toggling between the two sides and, you know, not knowing when the gyms are going to reopen. And yeah, then even yeah. when they did, it's still, there's, there's still a fear of people, some people not being ready to train. So mm-hmm. um, I haven't had a chance really to go back there yet. So I said, you know, what am what am I gonna do? And I'm not I'm not gonna stop. Like, you know, a lot of people that I'm close to wanted to question, you know, are you you wanna go back to the industry that you were in before? Or are you like, yep. what's your plan? And I said, no, like I'm too
1: committed. headstrong
0: with this and I'm yep. too in love with it. I'm I'm not giving up. So I went to the county, I, you know, got my LLC paperwork filed and I said, this is gonna be my thing and I'm gonna continue to push, you know, virtual training for people that you know, are at a distance or can't just don't feel comfortable being in person mm-hmm. and um, aren't going to come here. And then for the people who want to come here, I said, all right, I'm going to attack this the safest way I can. And my husband and I had already built out um, the facility in our basement, which is the gym grade equipment, yep. gym grade flooring and the mm-hmm. whole deal. Um, and it's perfect for just one-on-one safe training. Um, and I wear a mask and gloves all sessions. My clients even wear masks. That just means they may take longer breaks between, you know, sets, but it's It's one of those things where I'm not kicking you out at 60 minutes. We're not done at one hour on the dot. We're done when the programming's done, which is casted to the TV. So, like, you'll see when we're, you know, done. So, if it's 75 minutes, I don't care. Like, we're getting it done um, because your safety comes first. And then the plethora of cleaning supplies and spray, gun sanitizer, backpacks, (laughs) whatever (laughs) it takes what I'm doing. I spent a lot of time on the janitorial side of life. Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Yeah, well, look, you've you've certainly got your your best foot forward and it it is a credit to you. Now, you're talking about uh, innovating, you're talking about pivoting. Um, Obviously, uh, the fact is you're now on this show talking about this. This is another element to all of this. Now, what do you suggest for those who are in a similar position and they want to be more successful? Do you think that they should be marketing their businesses a little better? or doing things differently?
0: Um, yeah, it doesn't hurt to, to put yourself out there the best way you can. And, you know, whether it is through, there's so many good social media outlets, you know, people using business places on Facebook or, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, use some of it, use all of it, whatever works best for you, but try to reach your target audiences. Um, and even if it's, it's local, you know, um, apps like we have here called next door, where you can put up local ads in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to go the postcard paper route, it's not, it's not too old school. People do it. You still get postcards from realtors and all other industries in the mail all the time. So whatever works, but you got to get yourself out there. Um, and it's, it's doable. You just, it's going to take the work. It's going to take the time. It doesn't happen overnight, but, um, if you want it, you just got to go for it. And the, you know, the need is out there and people are starting to Get more active, and I'm getting more contacts now. Especially now that the vaccines are being pushed more, yeah. that people are getting a little more comfortable saying, "Okay, well, I, I need, I need to do something because I did nothing the last year and I've gained this amount of weight, which is a lot of people." Oh yeah, and there's no shame in that. No, You know, no. we all had to cope the way we needed to. So, yep. If you worked out some, great. If you don't work out at all, guess what? Start now. It's yeah,
1: fine. There was uh, obviously the fear factor, then. There, then there was the comfort eating, all of those types of things. Now, uh, in terms of the uh, internet and the online or the virtual training space, that's a big blue ocean of opportunity. Um, what does that look like in terms of the practical uh, steps for a client that works with you?
0: Sure. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of people are scared when they hear virtual because they feel like they're missing out on the experience, but. I tell you that my virtual clients don't get any less of a workout than my in-person clients. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just, it's tailored to their specific goals, their limitations, if they, have, if they have an injury or prior injury, any pain, whatever. Um, but then also whatever equipment they have, I have clients that have the full set of dumbbells from, you know, two pounds to 70 pounds or whatever. Fancy racks are out there and they've got you know, ropes and all kinds of stuff in their garage. And then I have clients that literally have one set of adjustable dumbbells that goes up to like 20 pounds Mm -hmm. and a set of those little mini latex resistance bands. And that client with just those pieces still gets a full body workout because a good trainer can use those pieces. They can also use just straight body weight. I mean, that's what we're geared to do. That's what we're knowledgeable in. So you're not going to get any less of a workout um, just because you don't have all the equipment and especially, you know, in the past several months it was hard to get any equipment online. Or if you did it was five hundred dollars Oh yeah two sets of dumbbells. It was ridiculous. I noticed that. So, the prices
1: went through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: the demand's just insane, you know, and like trying to get a spin bike would take you four months to get one if you could. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I, I told people not to be discouraged. Like it, it's doable. And I'm literally watching every movement you're doing the same way I would if you I were was gonna a ask person. You about so that. I'm keeping yeah, I'm keeping you safe, which is the primary one of the primary reasons people you know want trainers is not just the accountability but it's to keep them safe because so many people have improper technique and form and then the injury is just
1: waiting at that point a couple of things I've taken from that journey is that uh, it's not about having not enough resources it's about being resourceful isn't it Um, now I'd love to I guess move into the conversation of um, I guess hydration and diet Uh, what's what's your part to play in that component
0: Sure you know as a surf our personal trainer we have a, a good you know general overview knowledge of you know mm-hmm. what's important with nutrition and we work our best to guide clients um, in the right way and the simple stuff you know if having enough water every day trying to kick the soda and, and realizing how much hydration is important um, and guiding them on how much water they need and then just the simple stuff with food and meal planning and you know ideas to keep you on track and help you with those, you know, macros to make sure that you're getting enough protein. Cause if you're strength training and you're not getting enough protein to rebuild that muscle and repair the muscle, then all that work you're doing is, is going to waste because yeah, you yeah. need that protein. Um, so, and, you know, making sure that there is that balance where yes, you need carbs. I'm not going to tell you to do some crazy, no carb diet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's, it's not healthy. It's not sustainable. So it's all within, I say moderation, not deprivation. So it's guiding them. Um, as best you know i can so yep. i talk through that and then you'll have a few clients here and there that are just really that is not enough and they are struggling and they need someone to hold their hand for everything they put in their mouth and there's nothing wrong with that at that point i would you know suggest a nutrition certified coach friend that i have uh, there's several out there but um i've got a close friend that that's that's what she does so at yep. that point i'm not going to overstep i'm going to say i think you need to speak with her you no know different she's not going to start yeah, I know my boundaries. She knows her. She doesn't yep. start programming in-depth workouts for people because that's not her <laughs> that's area not of expertise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. It's, it's wonderful. I'm absolutely loving this call because this is a, a space that I'm interested in personally. I I, I often think about um, the role that um, – fast food outlets and manufacturers have to do with marketing and what responsibility and shift in psyche, um, social psyche, do you see um, happening as a result of the pandemic? Are we still eating lots of fast food? Are you seeing a shift? What's happening in your perspective?
0: Um, Yeah, I think, you know, people are still, you know, there were, I think a lot of people were, it was getting consumed a lot before, but I think it, food became an emotional thing throughout mm-hmm. this, which is, it's a normal reaction and it's it's getting hard to reel that in. So people, it's going to take time when people bounce back or whether it's because they got their vaccine or when they go back to work in an office setting again, whatever it is, but to try and reel that in is going to be hard and it's doable, but um, the convenience just makes it easy. And I mean, there's even, I've read an article recently that they're showing the numbers of people who've gone through drive-throughs just from a safety precaution it's gone up by leaps and bounds and they don't yeah. think that that dynamic is going to change in the future. There's like, Hey, it's gotten easy. I don't get it out of my car. I feel safer. I don't have to touch anything. Contact. So yes. It's, yeah. So it's trying to break that habit. Um, and yeah. I, you know, I'm all for supporting small business. I know people got a lot of deliveries from your local you know, restaurant that you know isn't a big chain or whatever, and and that's great. It's just again, it's a moderation. You know, my yeah. husband and I will get the occasional takeout. I'm not depriving myself, but it's you know, it might be once a month, yeah, not yeah, once yeah. a week. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now that's wonderful insight. I I wonder about mindset. Does um does what you do um, have a positive impact on the mindset of those that you work with? Or is are you attracting a certain type of person who already has a good mindset, or what's that look like?
0: Um. You know, I definitely try to help shift the mindset because a a lot of the clients that I work with, um, my uh, main client base are people like myself, like right before or around the middle age range um, that are trying to either restart their fitness plan. Maybe they were athletes in high school or college or just never really been into it, don't even know what to do, don't know where to start, but are struggling to lose that extra weight because they gained it from stress or from a divorce or, you know, whatever. Every life happens. So they need that kickstart. They need that person to help them. I've been there. You know, I've got my before and after pictures. Mine just happened earlier in life. It happened in my 20s when stuff wasn't great. So I get it. I know how hard it is to try and how to shift that mindset to enjoy your workout. And once you find stuff that you enjoy it makes it so much easier to stick to it like like i said when i found the spin bike i i love it i still i'm you know nearing a thousand (laughs) rides like it's 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 my jam and i'm gonna want to i want to teach spin as long as i can you know so that's never something i'm going to give up and when i there's a lady a client i have that comes here twice a week and i see her get excited about some of this this stuff we do that she would have never thought to do as an exercise outside her wheelhouse you know whether it's like a you know, a sled that you kind of pull with yep. weight plates on it or the battle ropes you see um, on TV sometimes. She loves it. You know, <laughs> it's a little thing to make a difference. So it's much better than she's trying to go to a gym and like just lift dumbbells and doesn't know what to do. And yes. that's where people get lost.
1: A rudderless boat, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> how does it make you feel when you see that transformation? Because that's what you're all about. You're about transformations tell us about an experience um, uh, with one of your clients without obviously naming names or anything
0: sure um it just it makes me so happy because it's the whole reason i do this um you know i i monthly there's monthly weigh-ins where we put people you know on a scale and yep. you know measures all of their details body fat percentage and all that stuff because your total weight means nothing what i want to know is how much muscle you built and how much body fat percentage you lost so that overall number is worthless until we know the nitty-gritty details and when you see the face on people, you know, I had a client and she, not only did she lose 20 pounds, but she see that big difference in the shift was huge. But I mean, it wasn't just 20 pounds to her. It was when the number went under 200,
1: oh, yeah. when
0: it went to 190 something, you know, and she was over 200 and like, just, she almost looked like she was going to cry when she was on the scale. So that, that just you know, as a priceless moment. And then to see how much muscle that they've gained and, and how, how well they're tracking, you know, it's, it's right there. It's tracked every month. They get to see it on a grid, you know, over eight months at a time. Um, they see the history. Yeah. And it's just, it's cool to have that technology, but it's cool to let them see like your hard work, it pays off. Like even when you're stressed and you want to give up, look at this. You know, you're you're doing it. So
1: yeah, fantastic! You're changing lives, and that that in itself must motivate you incredibly. Do you, do you have uh, clients um, having conversations with you? Look, uh, Joni, I'm really not feeling it today, or, or this and that. Do you ever have a conversation that you know re-sparks and energizes them to you know get back involved and get involved?
0: Yeah, I try to highlight the positive um, you know aspects of all their progress thus far, and you know how. We all have those days where we struggle, and there's some days where it's really hard, and that may be the day you need to take a rest day because I'm a huge advocate that you need at least one or two rest days a week. Your body and your muscles, they have to recover for you to perform at your best and continue to build upon that. Um, So if that – you have to shift gears, and maybe Tuesday's your rest day instead of Wednesday – fine we'll so figure it. it out I'll we'll try to reschedule because sometimes mentally it's just it's not going to happen I mm-hmm. get it but <laughs> if you're on that if you're teetering and I can get you in I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull as hard as I can because I've been there and I know
1: yep so yep. absolutely incredible call cool. thank you very much for sharing now um I've looked at some of the the elements of your website I've seen some of the transformation the the testimonials and it's it's a real credit to you the work that you're doing tell us about the three M's. <clears throat> what's that about
0: Sure. Um, you know, motivation is a big one. So, I you know, kind of like your cheerleader. I'm not, you know, too much in your face annoying. I get it. People are like, "Hey, <laughs> okay, back off." But I try to just stay positive and, you know, coach you through it and yep. just keep you motivated. Um, and get you to the point where it shifts to a drive. You know, motivation's only going to get you so far that I want you I want to build that drive so you got that passion to keep going. So, that's a big one. Um, Movement—it's essential, even if it's a little bit every day when you're not with me. Like, if some walks around the block, a you know, nice jog or a run here and there, like just to stay moving, it changes so much. Like, you can just be sitting on a couch, depressed, seeing stuff on TV, not knowing what day is going to come next. Sedentary. I can promise you, yeah. If you get off that couch, and even if it's as simple as just 20 minutes walking around your neighborhood, the combination of the fresh air, the sunlight—you know—just that movement can change everything um and turn then off that the television music.
1: and go for a walk <laughs>
0: yeah exactly <laughs> just get up and move i promise you you'll feel better yep. um and then the the last one of the three m's is the music uh which will forever be you know intertwined with my spin class background is that's my favorite part of of teaching those classes is that i get to create a custom playlist and we ride to the rhythm so when you connect to fun music that you can relate to whether it's from today's current music, I go all the way back to like the fifties, you know, people love, love it. it.
1: Um,
0: that makes a difference. And so I take that same kind of mindset into my training. And when people start up with me, I say, you know, give me five or so, whether favorite bands, genres, whatever music they like, and that's all I need. And you, you know, you can give me new ones a, a month from now, whatever it's fluid, it changes, but just give me something to start with. And I will build a custom playlist that's playing in the background the whole time. And that helps keep you motivated, you know? So it's better than just some weird, like, you know, elevator music you hear in some places or just nothing in the <laughs> yeah, background, yeah. so.
1: Well, they say that uh, music is a window to the soul, you know. If you can if you can, open that door and, and you know, get people to spark up and, and lift their shoulders and, and get their body moving because, you know, movement of the body is so important and it's sedentary lifestyle that's a, a killer nowadays, isn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely. I know from coming from a... Office job, traditional job before I shifted gears. You know how it was just like, oh, uh, it's just wearing sitting at that at that desk all day.
1: So, in terms of, um, I guess, um, acceptance into your programs, you'd you'd obviously looking for information before working with people, especially in the virtual space. What does that process look like? How do you how do you assess somebody for suitability?
0: Sure, um, you know, first I kind of want to know a few reasons like what's their why, like, why, why are they looking to do this? You know, cause typically they're coming to me. It's not the other way around. Yeah. So I want to know what motivates you to connect with me. Um, have you, you know, worked out on your own before or with the trainer in the past, how to go, what, what motivates you? Where do you struggle? Um, but more than anything, are you like ready, willing and able to do this? Because, Sometimes you, you need to be sure because sometimes you have like a spouse that's pushing someone or a friend, and they're just not really ready to do it yet. And you kind of need someone in that place because if not, then you're going to get people that really don't want to do it or tend to just cancel left and right and whatnot. And, and mm-hmm. I want to help you, so yeah. but I need you to be ready to help yourself. So it's it's a team effort here. I can't I I can't be there, you know, like a little birdie on your shoulder telling you not to eat that yep. thing that you don't need to eat, you know, I'm going to guide you as best I can, but then it's, it's a relationship. So I need to just make sure that you're willing to be in it. You know?
1: Yes. Yeah, is, is your online, is your, the virtual space is always active and online and, and happening. What about, um, I guess, uh, activating the actual physical gym environment. How's that going? Is that coming back online as it were?
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's moving more now. Um, as things have gotten a little better with the vaccine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that, and you know, the, I'm still connected with uh, big box gym as far as teaching spin and, you know, hopefully training at some point, I, you know, I'll still be a part of that too, but um, it's, it's starting to slowly build. I'm seeing on the commercial side as well with, with the big box gyms. I, it, you know, it's not as rapid as we thought, you know, we all thought starting up is going to be a few weeks. and Yeah. Stop, stop, stop,
1: stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, I'll look, at, so, if, you go ahead.
0: I was going to say, you know, ultimately it's, it's going to take time, but, I, you know, I think we'll we'll get there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I've been looking over your website, like I've said. Now, um, most importantly, um, I bet you there's some people on the call today thinking, you know what, it is time for me. And, and when they want to um, get involved with this and they want to do at least a virtual session with you talk us through that process because I know that you have a discussion and where can people find you when they want to go through that process?
0: Sure. Um, you know, my website's the easiest way, uh, jfayfitness.com there's a contact page and it immediately gives you the ability. It's got my phone number, email, but then if you just hit the free consultation button, it gives you a live calendar comes up and you just book a slot and then it's, you know, going to send you an email reminder the day before and we connect, um, be a facetime zoom whichever you know app platform is is best and um we go through you know your goals and everything and then just make sure you don't have any current physical limitations if you do you know i can work around them but i just need to know before we move forward and then um, after we have a thorough discussion on on that your plan your goals and everything then we just do a shortened version of a workout um to give you an idea of what working with a personal trainer is like and why it's different and why we can maximize the results in a few hours a week versus people spending endless time doing stuff at a gym or now, you know, stuff on YouTube. Those things are are great, but some people, A, lack the motivation and B that person on the other side of the screen, who's a recording, or even if it's a live class on Instagram, they can't see you. They can't see your form. So that may be great for the seasoned gym goer that's already on form and all that stuff. Yep. But yeah, for people that are kind of scared and new or trying to restart, that can be dangerous because those are built for a wide variety of fitness levels, not yours. I'm going to tailor this to what you can do at this moment and progress you accordingly.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, If this is um, not motivating for you, I don't know what would be. But um, if you're ready, if you're um, ready to partner with somebody who has your best interest in mind, then certainly reach out to Joni at uh, jfayfitness.com. No matter where you see this interview, you will find the links back to Joni and reach out to her. Book yourself a a complimentary uh, consult call and a, a complimentary training session with Joni. And with all that being said, Joni, thank you so very much for spending some time time with me on the My Future Business show today.
0: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate
1: it. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop